0: Oh, okay. So we don't have to warn our audience to back away from the radio cuz we don't at want all. them to catch anything It's my understanding that allergies are not contagious while colds are and you're absolutely positive that 100% it's, that it's a that it's a cold not an allergy. I mean the other way around. 100%. Okay. <clears throat> uh have I reached Mom the celebrity? Yes. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you doing here, Mom?
1: Well, I'm here to uh, promote my book.
0: Yes. And guess what? Y- yesterday, Something we, sold, good we, we sold our first case of books to a nice lady who you're going to personally deliver them to one way or another next week. Yes. And you're going to personally inscribe each one of them, and your, your uh, right wrist is going to have writer's cramp, but you're happy nonetheless. Because yes. Well,
1: I'm planning on starting it today.
0: Uh-huh. And, and this, and this nice lady, and if she gives us the, 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 permission to tell, to, to reveal her identity at some point, we will. Um, but she, she called yesterday and said, I heard on the radio that you were, you, you had a great idea for gifts. Christmas. Holiday gifts. Yeah, holiday gifts. And, uh, and I said, that's right. He said, I want to get a, I want to get a case of your mom's books. And I said, that's great. So you're the first one. Anyhow, we, we would like to, to see, uh, lots of people. Besides the smart lady, do that, and that's why you're here today. If anybody wants to come in, you don't have to get a case of books. But if you want, want to just get one book, it's fine too. Um, we also have hats. We also have um, uh, made in America canvas tote bags, uh, and bumper stickers, and stickers, and all kinds of stuff. So uh, come on down. Twenty uh, two. Uh, what was it? Twenty three. Three hundred, Portola Drive, in um, Santa Cruz. So, um, let's see, we are going to welcome back a very special friend of KSCO's today, uh, but first, let's, uh, let's officially open the program.
2: Good morning, a brighter day is here. Good morning, may we bring you cheer.
3: We've got time, we've got tunes, we've got time, tunes, and temperate,
2: Get up
0: and go, it's today you know, on KSCO Radio. I wish to bid you all good morning. Yeah, wherever you're listening to KSCO from, anywhere on on the planet or outside of it, we hope you're having a wonderful day. And if you stay with us for the next couple hours, I think you'll decide that it will have been time well spent. We'll be on the air right up until 12 noon, and we look forward to your participation in the Saturday special.
2: Good morning. Now stay right here on
4: ASCO Radio.
0: Okay, um, that's the crossfire uh, intro that we have uh, designed to uh, signify the beginning of a controversial program or a program that'll make make you mad. Uh, I don't think this program should be controversial in any way, but uh, it sure should make you mad. I want to welcome our special friend, Bill Wattenberg. Hi, Dr. Bill.
5: Hey, good morning, MZ. Can you hear? <laughs> how's the level here? Where it I am? Sounds just perfect. It Sounds okay, just perfect. Great. Yeah, yeah. If you if you
0: hadn't said how's the level from here where I am. I don't think anybody would have known that you're not in the studio right here so That's great. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so anyhow, um yeah, you're you're still doing your uh, national program that goes out to a whole bunch of stations and are filling in for some other hosts on the Talk Radio network. Uh, so you're a, you're a, you're a very busy busy dude in the world of talk radio. M- M-
5: mz I've been busier than I was when I was supposedly doing a regular show out of San Francisco to the west Coast uh, twice as busy oh now, I can that, imagine It's a lot of fun you know when you're talking to two and three hundred stations across the country and they're different ones almost every show, so it's fun you know? well
0: it, it's a very it's a very tragic thing that we all know about that happened uh, recently in the Philippines. And uh, this is the basis uh, for one of your, uh, you know, real, simple-to-implement ideas that nobody's, um, that nobody in our government, in any case, is paying attention to. So why don't you bring us up to date on what's... Uh, what All right,
5: we're... well, look, uh, just to begin with, if, if folks sense a tinge of anger in my voice as we go along, I was just uh, sent some pictures this morning of 11 bodies alongside of a road, and uh, nine of them were children... I think there were six mothers sitting beside their dead babies. All of these were alive when the typhoon hit, after the typhoon hit uh, last weekend. They've died needlessly because they had no food or clean water. Okay, So let me back up a little bit and make it very clear. What we're talking about is the U.S. government, the Pentagon, and the White House, and Washington, know that we have a procedure that is the equivalent of a first aid act to stop someone from bleeding to death on roadside until the ambulance can get there. In the case of uh, uh, of these uh, tragedies such as the Philippines and before that the tsunami in Indonesia and then Haiti, in all those cases, the standard relief agencies cannot get there food uh, and supplies to these people in less than a week and sometimes two weeks. And we know that in the first week, the first week to 10 days, 60% of those who are going to die will have died. They die from malnutrition. They're weak. They're typically the children and the older people who are, um, you know, just simply weak. And we have a procedure to feed them immediately. And not only do we have it, it was exquisitely developed and proven when it was convenient for us to feed uh, refugees in Afghanistan because we were invading the country. As a matter of fact, we even did it quietly in Pakistan a few years ago uh, for the flood victims. And the procedure is simple. It took a lot of years to get the Pentagon to pay attention. But instead of trying to drop food from big cargo planes in, on, on pallets with parachutes, which are not very effective, Uh, I realized long ago we can just kick the food packages out the back of the cargo plane at any altitude, and because of air resistance, the velocity will be limited, they'll hit the ground, and most likely never break open. Well, it took a while to get that to be tried in 1993 uh, in Bosnia, and the Air Force loved it so much they immediately announced it was going to be standard operating procedure, Um, what, seven, eight years later, they, um, they perfected it, and I helped, I worked with them, uh, to, to a point that is just, it's absurdly simple. Big boxes, big plastic boxes in the back of cargo planes are loaded with food packages, even the military meals ready to eat that are, you know, slightly, you know, a little bit too heavy, you can make them lighter, but they work. And you kick them out the back of the plane, the boxes fly open, The food flutters down all over large areas, which means the refugees all get some food. When you deliver it by truck too late when they're starved and desperate, you get a mob scene. And and the ones that weren't getting food still get no food. The children, the weak, the infirm, the old are left behind. The strong guys trample them to death. It's already happened in the Philippines, by the way, three days ago. Uh, two different food trucks. Mobs trampled some people to death getting to them. Now, we have this airdrop procedure officially called TRIAD, T-R-I-A-D. And you've posted a video of this, I believe, on the KSCO website, I hope, huh? That that is correct. All right. Folks can go see it. It's only three or four-minute YouTube video, but it is so dramatic And the the airmen, the operational operational airmen out in the field are so proud of what they're doing, it's unbelievable that it has not been used. But I'll tell you why it hasn't been used. Um, Some AP reporters have told me they finally tracked down one of the officers, Air Force officers, now retired, who um, was involved in the Afghanistan triad uh, project. And he says that when they were most successful, he got a call from a top general in the Pentagon who, who, who warned him, quote, we are warfighters. We are not a relief agency. And he was told very bluntly, do not publicize this anymore. And then they noticed that the official video that had been produced by the Air Force, of all things, suddenly disappeared off of uh, their websites. Yeah. Well, fortunately, it was posted. Um, on YouTube for all to see, and they can see it now. So now I, I had a sudden change in uh, background sound there, MZ. I hope you're still in the studio. Yeah, huh? I'm here. We, right. we're here. we you fine. Yeah. And by the way, you can uh, tell you folks I'm getting no um, talk back into my headphones, but I can hear myself talk. But that's okay.
0: Well, you're, you're coming across great here. Are you getting an echo, Bill?
5: No, no okay. echo. That's fine. Okay. Now, let me continue the story. Starting Monday, I started raising hell uh, all the way to Washington. The same generals, the White House, what have you. All top officials have been notified. All the press has been notified. And what they're getting, top political leaders, uh, one of the best at it, uh, Congresswoman Jackie Speer in San Mateo, it represents an enormous Filipino-American community there. She immediately went after the Pentagon uh, and the Red Cross and others and is getting the runaround, as of yesterday. And you know what the Pentagon's uh, operational plan is? What? They uh, they make sure that these outside relief agencies, like the UN Relief and uh, USAID and our State Department, are given total responsibility uh, for, for, for the relief efforts, and therefore the Pentagon is absolved of having to get involved unless they're asked. And these other relief agencies are not going to ask because the triad airdrop system, uh, overshadows them. It delivers food immediately.
0: So, so it's a bunch of politics.
5: It's that, a, it's yeah. a bunch of vulgar, criminal, degenerate politics. And you know, it's close to home here in Monterey. A guy I have a great respect for, Leon Panetta, former Secretary of Defense. They lied to him during the Haiti operation. I had direct feedback from the White House uh, when when top political leaders asked him, why don't you help Haiti? We're only an hour away. And the answer came back, well, uh, this will cause too much confusion. It will cause mob scenes. Uh, it will interfere with the U.N., baloney it was they were all lies and i am ashamed that that, that leon panetta was not told the truth because i know that man if he saw how this food was immediately delivered so easily to dying refugees he would have ordered it you see
6: yeah
5: and i think today if he would look at this video uh, you've posted of the triad system that we used in Afghanistan. And by the way, it wasn't trivial. It, it, it dropped millions of food packages to hundreds of thousands of refugees over the whole winter of 2001-2002, okay? and was partially resurrected again for Pakistan. But when it came to Haiti, they didn't want to get their hands dirty. They didn't want to get involved. From the White House end, the word back to top political congressional leaders was, well, we don't want to get involved here because if we don't do everything perfect, we'll get criticized like George Bush.
0: During Katrina, yeah.
5: Yeah, Katrina, we, we, if we don't do it perfect, so why 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 subject so ourselves? They're, so
0: they're, so they're gun-shy because they're gun-shy, people die.
5: They're gun-shy, and an estimated minimum 10,000 to 16,000 children, older people died needlessly in the first two weeks in Haiti. That's the critical time. Now, this triad system doesn't replace the standard uh, relief agencies with their trucks and warehouses and what have you. You need them for the long haul. But the triad is the equivalent of the emergency first aid to keep the patient from dying. And they don't care. They don't give a damn. These generals, as of yesterday, were lying to to Congressman Spear, and others now have jumped in. Uh, uh, Senator Harry Reid, one of the most powerful guys in Congress, Uh, ask his staff member, find out what's going on here and why again. See, he got to run around during the Haiti situation. So here it is, and people can see it. And if they can stand to know that thousands, tens of thousands, are dying or have died, when we could have rescued them, and I'll tell you how close we could. We have the the Air Force cargo planes are in the theater. They're in the Pacific. The warehouses are full of meals ready to eat and even on the aircraft carriers and the ships. The crewmen who know how to do this are frustrated waiting. Some of them have already been uh, talked to on bases and they can't say anything officially because the generals in the Pentagon will stomp on them. They're waiting. So here is the United States allowing these people, our friends, to die like flies. Well, we have the mean sitting right there. And you want to know something else that it just a damning proof of what I'm telling you. During Haiti, when the Pentagon lied to the White House and the White House didn't want to do it anyway, our cargo planes in southern Florida were the were the triad crews uh, from Afghanistan. One hour flight over to Cuba. You know what they did? What? The aid, U.N. aid agency that didn't want to be overshadowed, have anybody take any control commandeered the cargo planes and got our military to deliver bulk food to the airport in Haiti and put it in warehouses while people 100 yards away were starving. Our our same planes with less fuel and time could have taken that food and scattered it all over the countryside in Haiti and saved tens of thousands of lives. Now, I've said time and again, MZ, I'm sorry. I'm so disgusted with the White House on this score. I cannot believe that this president knew the truth and allowed this to happen. I cannot believe that the Secretary of Defense at that time, Leon Panetta, knew the truth and allowed to happen. Because, in my opinion, the people who ran the show didn't give a damn because the Haitians were poor and black. I don't care what they say. They were poor and black and of no national security interest to us the way the Afghans and the Pakistanis were, huh?
0: Do we have a question for our
5: audience here? Well, yeah, my question, yeah, how many of you will write a letter, call, scream, do something to your congressman? I mean, your your Democratic congressman here in in, in Monterey area is worthless. You don't you don't think too much of. No, before. he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything that makes um uh, uh, you know the, the political power in Washington unhappy. But there are others. There are U.S. senators. Feinstein, Boxer, they all uh, they all love human beings. Where are they? Now, it's a little funny that Senator Harry Reid uh, can step out and say, why aren't you doing this, and the rest of them can't. You know that? Yeah. And, you, you know, and I, and I disagree with Harry Reid on a lot of political things, but I have great respect for this guy because when the chips are down, he does what he thinks is right, even if we disagree with him, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: no. does, does something. But. All right. If you want to give us a call and participate in the program today, our special guest is Dr. Bill Wattenberg, um, and uh, the topic is why aren't we being uh, of uh, much more assistance to um, uh, the Philippines? People in the Philippines were dying by the many, many thousands mm. as a result of this uh, recent disaster. Please give us a call, at 479-1080. Uh, that's in area 831 Four seven nine ten eighty, 1080 or you can email me, mz, at ksco.com, and I'm looking at my email right now. Let's go to our first caller. Uh, that would be John in Carmel. Hey, John, welcome to the Saturday special with uh, Dr. Bill and MZ. You're on.
7: Dr. Bill, it's always good to hear you. You always got great solutions. Well, thank you. The only problem, well, I, I, I wish you'd come up with a solution a week for different problems, and broadcast it uh, great solutions the only problem is the Haitian thing and this deal in the Philippines Philippines is one of our territories is the ability to logistically fly over
5: No, no, hey John there is none whatsoever none, zilch they are begging they are begging for us Uh, they begged in Haiti they begged right now in the Philippines I've been in contact with their embassy with their people uh, with the news media well, over there, there's not a zilch of a problem of planes flying over. We're flying our heavy lift helicopters to a small number of areas that they can get to right now. Well, we do- we, deliver- we delivered. Mean- we delivered as of yesterday morning 160 tons of food to a few concentrated areas. The ones that are dying are in the outlying areas over 100 square miles uh, that we, we.
7: Well, with all due respect, I would. I disagree with you because some of the logistic problems of getting food over to the Philippines is very difficult. John, give, hey, John, John, John,
5: John, John, yeah, you know, you sound like what I fought for 10 years and it's so silly. Give me an example of what is, where is it difficult when the damn food is sitting in warehouses on bases in the Philippines, in Japan, in Okinawa, in Honolulu. On Guam well, give, and on the aircraft carrier parked right outside the coast of Philip. Give me a give me a a, a, a a fact of why the food's difficult to get there, huh?
7: Well, I used to fly in Nigeria for the Red Cross and bring food supplies. Yeah, to you know, community. I would
5: I would have bet you were with the Red Cross because your people your people are the idiots the vicious vulgar criminal idiots pretending to save people's lives bill, bill, when you i bill, just got i just bill, got through dealing bill, with your executives bill, the last 2 bill, days you're a bill. bunch you're a bunch of damn liars you hear me you are a bunch of damn liars
7: bill would you just give me a chance to talk
5: yeah i gave you a I chance was... to tell a couple of lies now go share another one
7: okay i i flew for the red cross i didn't work for him. And and again, I think it's rude that you swear at me. I've also uh, you know Miami. when people
5: are dying because of your 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 willing ignorance, and to say what you said, you damn right, I'll swear at you, fellow. Hey, I've fought this crap for the last 15 years. Go, did you look at the video that's posted on the KSCO of the actual Air Force flights for five months solid dropping food in Afghanistan? From 10, 15,000 feet altitude. Did you look at that? It's right in front of you. Have you looked at it? Tell me I, your, I tell me your, t- tell me your great flying experience you, compared to that, huh?
7: Do you, do you want to over speak me or would you let me have my word? Go ahead.
5: Let's hear another one.
7: I'm a Vietnam veteran. I've been flying since I was 16 years old. There are logistic problems.
5: Yeah. Tell there me what, tell me what, tell me what they are. Tell me the logistic problem.
7: Okay. When you go to Haiti, you have to go over a thing called the Haran Corridor in Cuba. You have to get a clearance to go over. In a lot of cases, the Cubans will not give you a clearance, especially if you're a military aircraft. The only people that are flying military aircraft are like uh, the old Southern Air Transport, which is evergreen, that are flying C-130s, that can drop it. Now, that's your Haitian example.
5: No, that's a do- that, that is just pure stupidity again. I'll give you some numbers. We had 222 U.S. aircraft flight planes constant flying around Cuba into Haiti, and it's only 20 minutes around. How in the hell can you come up with some numb nut statement like that? you got to fly over Cuba and kiss their butts to get to Haiti. Where, what are you wearing? you got a paper hat? I mean, well, how, house, hey, look, housewives and truck drivers are laughing at you right now. We had 220 planes in the air all the time delivering bulk food to warehouses for the U.N. Relief Agency that took two weeks to get it out to the people. That's the problem, you see. There was no problem whatsoever. There is no logistic problem whatsoever. And to hang your hat on something like that while 300 an hour are dying in the Philippines, that's just vulgar. That's vulgar. Now, don't uh, give me this crap uh, of, well, you are a Vietnam veteran. I spent a lot of time for the U.S. Air Force, too, my friend, okay? Go take a look at my background. I don't tout it around, but it means nothing compared to the simple logic of what we're talking about. An average high school student can figure out the logic of this and how to do it. And it's been done every day for months at a time.
7: Bill, you're like a Ross Perot.
5: Oh, you yeah, you have, bet you bet yeah. i'm a you bet I'm a rospero. I don't suffer fools, okay? I don't take no for an answer when I know it can be done, it's proven to be done, and I do the experiment. I don't sit on my butt and bray like you're doing with excuses for why you can't stop people from dying. Don't you catch it? don't you get on i mean no, don't, uh, you, why don't, would don't you don't you don't
7: you get the to me. Why would you be rude to me? Leslie? Because you
5: because the first thought you had was to point out why you can't do something when it's already bloody been done, my friend. You didn't even look at the facts in front of you. You didn't well, then look. why at, aren't
7: you doing it? Why aren't you doing it,
5: it? I did do it, my friend. Go read the history, which you're going to hear just shortly. Okay, I did it. it is th-
7: history. Well, why aren't you over there in the Philippines now directing this operation?
5: Well, because I wasn't asked, but I was also, but I was asked to well, go overseas by our be government. Well,
7: you parent? It's fair uh-huh, yeah, that you've yeah. got so, ultimate authority.
5: Oh yeah, no, I Why don't. I do don't have. I don't have ultimate authority. We're trying to get it, but it's guys like you that are the reason. It's guys like you with two and three star generals sitting on their butts in the Pentagon that are killing these people. So I've had enough with you. Okay, go go look at the video and get and 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 then look in the mirror after you through. Would you? All right, I've, I've had enough. And this be guy. sure
0: to give us a call back here. Yeah, yeah. Should. Okay, yeah. thank you. That was John and Carmel. Here's Jason in Seaside. Thanks for calling four seven nine ten eighty Jason. You're on with Doctor Bill and MZ. Hey,
8: good morning, guys. Uh, hey, um, Doctor Wattenberg. It's been a few months since I spoke with you, but I'm glad.
5: Uh, I, hey, I remember. Now. Hey, I remember your voice, Jason. That yeah. was the second second to last time I was on KSCO. about. Uh, yeah, I've
8: been wondering where you were. I was just like yeah. last night, hoping that you were okay. But
5: I'm oh glad yeah, I'm. I'm I miss k s c o yeah. but I've been busy, but hey you gotta yeah. you, you I hope you understand why I got angry with this previous guy. I'm sorry, I'm just sick at heart uh, from what i've hey, seen well,
8: I' forgive you, and I know we don't always necessarily get along on uh all these topics either, but I'm also pretty upset with this situation in the Philippines. I have a good friend who doesn't even know um if her family is alive and it's been a couple it's been a long time, and she you know. They don't know if the family's okay, and I think, as usual, the Red Cross is not coming through, um, as they've been proving time and time again with these disasters. And I think, I think you're on the right track here. Um, You know, whatever it takes. I don't think there's any excuses. I think we should be able to just drop Mm -hmm. off that food, man. If you will
5: look, if you look look at, if you look at the video, Jason posted on KSCO. It's a YouTube video, by the way. Anyone can go directly to YouTube.com. And put in the title "Get the stuff to the fight." That's the title YouTube gave this. But you can see the official. This is official Air Force, not made up by anybody else. Triad, T-R-I-A-D program, where we fed a half a million for months in Afghanistan this way. <laughs> now that you You're mentioned okay. the, you mentioned the Red Cross, I'd like to, I'd like to try to make it a little more accurate. Look, they do great things once they get there. But they are a bureaucracy, just like government bureaucracies. They first and foremost safeguard their territory and their right to collect money and store food in warehouses that takes weeks to get where it's needed and they will not change their way. It seems they, like they, they, they don't get...
8: Bottleneck. It seems like they want to be the only source at the same time.
5: You've got, got three, no, you've got three or four of them, Jason. UN Relief Agency, big bureaucracy. USAID under our State Department. Another big bureaucracy. They all right. want to keep their territory. They don't give a damn that people are dying. They know people are dying. But
8: they're all yeah. interconnected with that eugenics program that they love so much. They want
5: more. Well, the war on you, well I don't, I've, done I've, done not, well. I've never heard a eugenics uh, angle on it, but I don't, we want to well, get into that, that now. Seems
8: like, uh, maybe another day, but another uh, d- d- I d- noticed.
5: Another okay. day, you got something close to it happening automatically over All right. in the Philippines. Well, think
8: huh? about it. Think about that eugenics issue, and I will contact my constituents and let them know that we're outraged. Where's the? Aid well, going?
5: Pl- please just look at the u- look at the YouTube video, and there's I think MZ you put a full write-up there. Uh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of of what what I've been telling Washington, and what a lot of top scientists and political leaders have been telling Washington. So, let's hope they All take right, a look then. at it, huh?
8: And now I will, too. Thanks. Good to hear from you, hey, Bill. Nice talking Jason, day, thanks
6: for
0: calling KSCO. That opens up a line at 479-1080. Here's Gordy in Boulder Creek.
6: Oh, thank you. Uh, Dr. Bill, have you been able to get a hold of Cheryl Atkinson or somebody in the major networks to expose what's going on right now?
5: I've sent this. If you look at the write-up uh, on posted on KSCO, that's gone out to the media all over the country. Most of them make a call to the Pentagon. They get this brush-off excuse that, oh, gee, it's all in the hands of the USAID Relief Agency. We can't do anything without their permission. Well, the, well, the Pentagon made sure that it was handed over to other people who won't ask for their permission while the people die. I'm going to give the analogy. You've got... uh top cops who do a great job driving down the road and there's an accident and a guy bleeding to death alongside the road and all it takes is to take off your belt and put a tourniquet around his leg and, and wait 15 minutes for the ambulance come and you save his life. They, can you imagine they'd refuse to do that?
6: Well, I can imagine
5: it. Well, the U.S. government, the White House and the Pentagon have refused to do that for people dying in Haiti in the tsunami in, in, in uh, Indonesia, and now the Philippines.
6: So uh, I guess the best thing is for people like me to call up our elected officials or whoever we can and, and just make a loud uproar. Is, is,
5: I, 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 that's all we can do. I, I know I was, I, look, I was frustrated with Haiti. I was frustrated during the tsunami, and I, I'm frustrated again because, damn it, I don't take no for an answer when people are dying. I do not take no for an answer. Now, let me give you a little history while you're here. Let me tell you just how frustrating this was. This idea came to me at the end of the first Gulf War. Previous caller, the guy said he was with a Red Cross, he was a Vietnam vet. I was asked to go over by the U.S. government as our representative to put out the Kuwaiti oil well fires. I was involved in the war before that. And learning to clear minefields, I walked over live minefields. By the way, I didn't want to bother disturbing that hero we were here listening to earlier. But I, I went over after the end of the hundred, you know, hundred-hour war, and the experts were saying that it would take five years to put out those five hundred Kuwaiti oil well fires. You remember they were supposedly going to contaminate the whole world. Oh yeah. I went over. We found out a way, a plan worked it out with the Kuwaiti Oil Well Company and the Kuwaiti um, uh, Royalty, and we got them out in seven months. Okay, But while I was there, I was getting constant feeds and reports from the military on what was happening in northern Iraq. You remember our forces uh, whipped Saddam Hussein in Kuwait and threw him out and all that stuff. Well, he took all of his proud military fighters up to northern Iraq and attacked the Kurds up there, and he was slaughtering them. And we, we were trying to feed them up there by the standard procedure of dropping big food pallets on parachutes. Well, you imagine what happened. The, the, the Iraqi machine gunners could see the parachutes. They would just go over and target where the parachutes are, and when the refugees came, they machine gunned them. Okay. I saw a ghastly picture I've mentioned several times on the air that really disturbed me. I got a video feed from one of our spotters on the ground of a big food pallet, with a woman leaning up against the top of her head blown off with a 50 caliber machine gun round, and her baby was crawling on her chest looking for, you know, for some warmth. That's what really pissed me right there. And it dawned on me a way to stop this. Don't put the food on big pallets and parachute it down. Put it in small packages and at high altitude kick it out of the airplane, scatter it all over the hillside. If they would have scattered that food all over the hillside, the refugees could pick it up without them having to go one place and be a machine gun. See? Yeah, that makes sense. I did a little calculation and realized that normal meals, ready-to-eat packages and the stuff, would, wouldn't hit the ground at, 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 at dangerous velocities. The air resistances slow it down. So I called up a crew back in Saudi Arabia. I had the military hotline to use, and I got a hold of a couple of pilots. And I told them my idea. And they said, hey, that's easy. We'll try it. We'll talk to our flight crew or flight chiefs or whatever they are. And uh, let's just open up some of these boxes and kick this loose loose food out instead of parachuting it. Well, before they could take off, their colonel heard about this and threatened to court-martial them if they did it because it would not be standard procedure. And so it didn't happen. I came back to the States after that. And over at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, where I worked at the time, and worked with scientists all the time, I did some experiments. I hired a little light plane, went up 5,000 feet over a field north of the Livermore Lab, kicked out all sorts of food packages, stuff you could buy in the supermarket. None of it, hardly any of it was broken up when it hit the ground. My favorite was granola bars. They're so lightweight, they flutter down all over the place. And nutritious. Nutritious. And they're sealed, and they sit on the ground for a year. In fact, I went back out six months later and picked some of them up, and they're perfectly good. I started telling the generals in the Pentagon, for God's sakes, do this for refugees the next time. Well, we were, in 93, we were embroiled in Bosnia. Remember, we went over to save the Muslims who were being attacked by the Serbs, remember? Remember? Yes, I do. And the Serbs had surrounded one major city over there, Cerebrincia or something. I can't pronounce it. I called up the National Security Council one afternoon. or Actually, they called me because, you know, they were always willing to call me about something involving nuclear weapon designs that I'd been involved in, but they wouldn't listen to simple things. But I ended up talking to a, a uh, a woman in the National Security Council named Dr. Jane Hall. Remember her name. She ought to really get a, a medal, Jane Hall, H-U-L-L. And I gave her this idea expecting to be, you know, just be. they'd yawn like they'd been doing for years when I told them. And all of a sudden she said, hey, that's a hell of an idea. I live on granola bars. <laughs> and she said, you know, you, I'll, I'll make a call for you and I'll call you back. I didn't believe it. I'll be darned if an hour later she called me back. She made a call from the National Security Council over to the Pentagon to Colin Powell's Joint Chiefs of Staff. She told them the idea and what she wanted done, and they said, yes, ma'am, we'll try it tomorrow morning. Well, it was the next day, 24 hours. They started dropping Meals Ready to Eat packages, kicking them out of the back of C-130s at 5,000 feet over this city. And It was gangbusters. Everybody got food. And Quaker Oats Company, I made a call to them, and they came along, and they contributed 100,000 granola bars. Said they had them in a warehouse, and they were outdated. Well, it turned out they weren't. It was just a good way to give them to us. And this was publicized all over the world. The Air Force came out. A few days later and said this, well, we were thinking about doing this for a long time. This will be a new standard operating procedure. That's how the triad system got started. And by the way, it broke the siege of the city. The Serbs gave up because the people weren't starving anymore. No one was hurt. Food was everywhere. And you can imagine, you know who got the food the most efficiently? The kids. Uh, Who do you expect to win an Easter egg hunt, huh? Well, that's what it was. Food packages wherever they were on treetops and fields on buildings uh granola bars everywhere well uh that's how that's how it's that's how it started and then seven years eight years later at the end of our uh, uh, first Gulf War. I got a call from the Pentagon people saying hey we want to use your scheme to feed the refugees the afghan refugees were fleeing the taliban over there in the winter and so I helped them uh, get that going and it's it's the it is the epitome of simplicity look at this video all you do is take great big cardboard boxes and you do what a smart housewife would do okay you cut a slit in the top and kick it out the back end and air turbulence bursts them open and the packages flutter everywhere see yeah yeah it's that, it's that simple yeah
6: and, how do we get it done um, other than just yelling
5: well them. just keep yelling you know i i've i've learned if you look you go to my webpage drbill.us dr b i l l .us the university has documented all the adventures I've been in. I've time and again, I've been asked by the government, when there's a national security problem, go find a solution. And no matter how well it works, you know, the damn fools won't listen the next time. They will not listen the next time. I just—I had just finished helping put out the Kuwaiti oil well fires in record time for them, and they wouldn't listen something as simple as feeding the refugees, you know. The generals, and I don't mean, these are not front-line generals. By the way, I happen to know personally, Schwarzkopf, the guy out in the front line, he thought this was a great idea, but is the other blubber butt sitting in the Pentagon who handle logistics and relief and all this crap. They're the ones that rub their hands. Oh, this can't work. It'll be difficult. There'll be logistic problems. Just like the hero you heard from on KSF, the KSCO here earlier. Yeah,
6: that's hmm. a, it's, a, a, yeah it's a mental problem. Uh, I don't know why there's stonewalling and this other crap that goes on, uh, especially if well. it's in the bubble. Uh, that, that's the systemic problem that we need to someday address.
5: Yeah. For the well, time being,
6: no. we have an emergency situation. And uh, again, I see no other way of handling this than just raising the heat up, raising our voices up to get this done now.
5: Well, you just stop and think. I, As I said early opening this show to MZ, I was sent some pictures of 11 bodies alongside of a road who were all alive last Friday, and most of them are children. That's how they're dying in these outlying areas. The only communication are the ham radio operators over there. Now, it's starting to happen. I'm hoping that Senator Harry Reid's staff, uh, um, Congresswoman Jackie Spears' people, they're putting the pressure on the state. See, now the State Department was put in charge this time with their USAID. They don't know a damn thing about uh, delivering supplies other than take your time and send a truck next week, see? Yeah. But the Pentagon does not want to do this. They lied to Leon Panetta, and I just can't believe that he would have known the facts And what could have been done? And he'd sit there and allow these people to die in Haiti. I cannot believe that. But they didn't want. They don't want to get involved because, like the general said, we don't want to be a relief agency. We're war fighters. See, it takes the attention away from our heroism. Well, I think there's a lot of heroism when you can step in in a couple of days save ten thousand lives. You know.
9: Yeah.
0: All righty, Gordy. Thank you. We have another caller here uh, from Lee and Spreckles. Four seven nine ten eighty, and area eight three one is the number to call the Saturday special uh, with Dr. Bill Wattenberg. And if you, um, it, it, it's it's a good idea to call and have a public brainstorming session. I think what we need—I I don't think there's anybody who's listening who can argue with what with what Dr. Bill has suggested the solution here. But what we can do is is figure out, you know, uh, by thinking out loud in front of everybody. How to get this implemented?
5: You're absolutely, you know? MC, That's the part's missing. I have not okay. solved that. You are absolutely right. Okay. And, well, look, and, and look. Well, by the second. way, hold I
0: want. Hold on, Lee. Go ahead, Bill.
5: Yeah, and I'll welcome any um, any reason someone can prove why it doesn't work. The problem is, it is it has worked. It is working. It's right in your face. Yeah. Hmm.
10: Lee and Spreckles you're on. Okay. Uh, within the last two weeks. Alex Jones has has interviewed a false flagger that goes all the way. He's 82 years old. He's flown in all the way back to Cuba when Castro was was going after taking over that regime. He is active today. He's an independent. Uh, I believe he owns his own plane. He knows everybody in the in the military, retired or that are independent contractors. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, Alex could bring you to that man. I can't think of his name. He, he, he's, in the last two weeks. He, uh, he's, uh, he's been on twice and, and, and uh, he, he, um, he knows how to get that kind of stuff done.
5: Well, uh, hey, look, look. Let me tell you, all everything is prepared. All you have to do is go on to ksco. dot com. MZ has posted all relevant information, all evidence, all relevant information, every argument for why this must be done now, and even the people who are standing in the way. And
10: okay, but, but uh, Dr. Bill, you know, I, I, I've heard your fire. I know it's for real. I know that what is this day nine already yeah I, I mean in in another uh the the, the numbers are going to start increasing oh well, they go they
5: they skyrocket now after day ten okay. which is tomorrow they expect two thirds of those who are going to die will die now in the next ten to fifteen days
10: okay so so I'm saying to you that that the man right next to you um an m z he has got a, a direct line to Alex. He, Alex sure. can tell him the name and the guy's to, uh, uh, way to get a hold of him. Sure. And, and I tell you, when you're talking to that man, an 82-year-old military, um, he could fly his plane upside down. I mean, he yeah. is—he is a real doer. <clears throat> well, he, he's I, been I an believe in, you. I believe been you. A, been and an you, independent. You
0: don't, you don't remember his name, right? I I just you know it, it'll come you to remember, me. But do you remember but, when it was on? When it, when well, 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 if you just if you if you just uh,
10: connect with Alex, he he he, he will. This man, man. um, uh, um, um, he 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 flew arms into Cuba. They mm. called it. He called it. Uh, they called the the, yeah. the 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 speak of the day was where where it's it's uh, it's um it's um Castro oil. were are moving. Uh, you know, it, they had mm. that was. It, it, I mean it. it Oh, God, I can't. Well,
5: look, 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 what's relevant here. The main thing we need, it's great if you had a private pilot. I have a private plane. I fly them, too. But we don't need uh, a few hundred pounds on a private plane. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, we need hundreds of tons every hour. That takes takes C-17s and C-130s. An air force cruise with with t- twenty thousand pounds or more per load. You see, and,
10: heavy uh, lifter. He's not just a little a okay. little Cessna guy. Okay. He, he, and,
5: okay. And, and, and well, it'd be him. it'd be great if he could go over and and, and do it well, himself and no, show himself. So.
10: He knows the people that are over that are yeah. in the whole network okay. that are 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 delivering to in different levels. Okay. On, on private contracts. Lee, do you use a computer? I, 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 because of you, MZ, I, you know, you told me about you know uh, why you can't trust Google Inc. Uh, by Scott Cleland, and, and and all we have to do is just look at Seattle the other day that Alex uh, opened up, uh, uh, and and I mean it just goes on and and Snowden and 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 uh, and Bradley Manning, they, they're talking the truth here. I mean we cannot have these people. Just you can't. All right, I'll see artist. what I
0: can find out. I'll see what I can find out from Infowars.
10: thing. There's one other thing. Dr. Wallach two years ago. For two years, he emailed and faxed Jerry Lewis, and finally Jerry Lewis listened, and he took to the to his board a muscular dystrophy that Dr. Wallach could could cure. And you know what happened? They fired Jerry Lewis. It, what is it about? It's just like the Red Cross. It's about getting the money. And, and in this case here, we need to f- start a website, and and, and, and that, that 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 is a secure website that can take funds. From from people that are that are their talk and their walk is say I'll give ten dollars I'll give fifteen dollars I'll give a hundred I'll give five thousand dollars if, if 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 it can get mm-hmm. to those people prove it to me I mean uh, somebody put that that channel that money away from from these these the the, the UN and all these different places that are that are just. I mean, the UN's got these 7,000 pound uh, armored vehicles that our military, Obama's giving to the the people all over the United States, and and, and they're capable of having a 50 cal machine gun in them. For what? That's against us. I mean, we have to wake up these globalists. Don't, they want to take the population of the world from 7.5 to one? The Queen of England has said it outright. And Ali Scott. Hey, master Bill. Master uh, sure. yeah. I
0: mean, uh, uh, Lee, hold on, Lee. Uh, yep. you, your passion is is overpowering, and well, I, sorry. I, sorry. I, I appreciate <laughs> right. it. No, no, no. Listen. I wait, appreciate it. you. Don't don't go away. I just want to ask Bill this. Yes. Bill, what what you've heard Lee express uh, with such passion and frustration in his voice. I want to ask you something. It seems to me, you tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong on this. Um the Bill Wattenberg of not too long ago would have dismissed a lot of what this guy said at Lee and and, and uh you know made quick work of him. You're not in control of the radio show now. You're you're a guest. Like you, like you are on your own sure. program. Um uh, although I have the highest regard for you, so I, I give you as much control as like you do i didn't hear you take issue with Lee at all. Am I right that that not no. too long ago when you heard people say you know conspiracy type things you would you would dismiss them and get rid of them. And, and now you're at least willing to listen that, that well, there might be a shred I, of truth in some of this. No,
5: MZ. I think I always listen, but I always ask if it was really the, the the main agenda item. I always ask for some fact or for some authorities. But more than anything, where's the experiment? What can we do to go prove that you're right? See, well, that's that's the that's the strongest challenge I usually hit people with. And I mean, unless they unless they hit me with something like uh, uh, the you know the the contrails behind the planes are all government chemicals to kill you. I mean that 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 stuff goes you know a little over the end
0: and, uh, and probably always will with you, right?
5: Well, sure because because, <laughs> because you know the science. They, yeah, I know the science, but we can yeah. go up and sample it. We can go up well, and get it. We can go up and take a bite of it if they want, you know. But it's been done many times. Well,
10: just in one thing, sir gentlemen, is that if you went to uh, Infowars.com, I believe that Alex could demonstrate. Uh, where what was going on in Seattle with the Seattle Police Department and building these shot towers that they said was to for picking up guns and, and yet it reaches a thousand feet out and it, and it, and it, and it gets our data our voice it, 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 voice recognition they they know our voice for the rest of our lives i mean I, I, I just I just recoil over all the hell that is going on with these executive orders. that that are just running our country right in the ground.
5: Well, I mean, look, there is a lot of eavesdropping. There's no question. I question some of it. Um, You know, what do you do about it? Uh, You you mount a campaign to stop it. Seems you're doing that. More power to you. I'm not happy to have um, towers uh, picking up my voice from a distance or um, surveillance cameras when they're not necessary. On the other hand, there's also a good side to a lot of it. If you take a look at the bad guys and the terrorists that have been picked up, so how do you balance this? I don't well, know.
10: Well, I, I, at this point, let, let's stay focused on one issue, and, and I can't tell you. All I can say is, MZ, if if you were just to email Alex a, and ask him, the the guy that that's 82 years of age that that's flown into Cuba all the way up till now, that is a okay. heavy lifter, and, and and Alex will demonstrate that person bring it up to you and then you can you can get a dialogue going with that hey, man
5: if the guy's got something that'll handle uh, oh. uh, say 2,000 pounds and can drop it over areas where people are dying more power to him hey I'd be happy to, to, well, to do a thing he, yeah
10: if he brings a group of five or, or ten uh, individuals that say, heck, yeah, I'll get into that, and, and demonstrate uh, that real red, white, and blue American uh, airmen yeah. air, air that, that, that that have flown so many missions in, 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 in war. war. Yeah, but, hey, Leon,
5: Leon, let me repeat again. We have hundreds of flight crews in the U.S. Air Force we're paying for. With the biggest heavy lift machines in the world, more than 50, by the way, sitting over there, the problem is they're not allowed right now to use them. We have to break that log jam. uh, 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 That's the primary focus yeah but right
10: it 's like in war it was said that, that when one plane finds an opening, the other ones fall right behind it that's
5: and, fine. And, and but i 'm telling you don 't you understand these people u s airmen are prohibited by the generals in the Pentagon from I doing that. so that, so you, you find me the guy that can change their mind well, i think I think the media attention embarrassing the White House. And and uh and those who are letting others die is going to be essential right now, and well, that's what I'm doing. That's well, what I'm trying to do. Okay. Well,
10: but it, one thing is, is that if it, if 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 that that man is brought into the picture and he brings up three well, to five, Leon.
5: Then, hey, Leon, all you have to do is do like, it. Lee. Leon, well, no. Leon, do it, do it. Well, I mean, when people give me Mike, ideas, Mike, I, I get it. Mike, I do an experiment. Go Mike do it.
10: Ne- Mike needs to get on his email right now. Okay, okay, okay. I,
0: I get, I got the message. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate your call to right. the Saturday right. special. Thank you uh, both. Let, let's go now to Ann in uh, West Santa Cruz. You're on, Anne. We only got a couple minutes to the top of the hour. We'll hold you over if you need to be.
11: That's okay. I just wanted to say something that my friends and I belong to a non-profit and for $10,000 we shipped medical supplies to Cameroon because one of my friends' best friend is the only doctor there who happens to be a native for 72,000 people. And guess what? One-fourth of the medical supplies got to her. Yeah. When it arrived, the the black market and the government took it. And my statement is going to be that I'm sick and tired if we give money to a country... Then we should have a representative from the United States who has an office, and they come to that person and tell that person what they're going to do with the money, and the person goes and makes
5: yeah. sure
6: it's done.
5: I've um, heard I've heard this story many times, Anne, uh, and I think you're on the you mark. Know, now the one blessing, also, the one blessing I like about the triad system that the Air Force developed, not me that, that uh-huh. developed, is there are no middlemen. Those food yeah. packages that are kicked out of the back of that plane are oh, picked yeah, up by that. real human beings and need to eat yeah. them. And the hoarders and the leaders and the, can't 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 go collect more than their own share. You see. Okay,
0: thanks, Ann. Here, awesome. let's go to Chris and Salinas. Uh, Chris, uh, well, oh, wait a second. Here, I got to get Chris on. Uh, now you're on, Chris. So welcome to the Saturday special.
11: Hey, it's good talking. To you. It's good hearing, Doctor.
0: Yeah, only know. only got a minute left, so you gotta gotta. Okay, I, I,
11: did, I just want to say one thing. I you know I. Uh, being cynical, I just—I I, kind of wonder, you know, that it, all the global warming, uh, you know, man-made global warming nuts have been, uh, you know, screaming for years. You know, we're going to see worse hurricanes. We're going to see worse hurricanes. You know, and for the last eight years or something, there's been a decline. Now they had a chance to prove, whoa, this huge typhoon hit, and uh, part of me wonders, like, if they wouldn't want.
4: Body
5: count to go through. No, I don't think so. And Chris, Chris, you've got to go back and look. This wasn't the biggest typhoon or hurricane. There are half a dozen of them in the previous century. Go back and look at the records. So there's nothing nothing significant that a big one came along. There's nothing particularly significant that there have been fewer this year. You can't use those arguments for or against global warming. That's all.
6: All right. Uh,
0: it. Yeah, that, that, that's it for the first hour, gang. Here we got another hour uh, coming right after the break, be about six minutes. I don't know whether we have a new case commentary or not. I guess we'll find out. But uh, uh, we want to um, remind you that you're listening to your favorite radio station KSCO Santa Cruz, Salinas, Monterey, San Jose. We're coming up on 11 a.m. now, and uh, here is CBS News.
3: CBS News. I'm Pam Coulter. U.S. aid is pouring into the Philippines, an effort backed by ships carrying thousands of sailors and more than 80 aircraft. CBS's Seth Doan is on the ground in Tacloban, the coastal city that was almost entirely destroyed by Typhoon Haiyan.
12: Driving through town, you can see more and more signs of progress, aid beginning to reach people, roads being cleared, power lines if not being restored, at least being picked up off the streets. You're also hearing stories of more of the dead buried, and aid is starting to make it to harder-hit areas.
3: Nearly 4,500 people were killed in the storm, 12,000 were injured, and more than 1,000 are listed as missing. President Obama's been taking a beating in public opinion polls for his broken promise in health reform that people who like their policies can keep them. Historian Douglas Brinkley says he'll have to work hard to win back Americans' trust.
7: Having to say, I simply goofed up. I screwed up. I didn't do my job right. But I care about you. I care about millions of uninsured uh, people. Give me a chance to make right on this.
3: But Republicans won't let him forget it. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson in the weekly media address.
0: Hopefully... Americans who were deceived will will question the credibility of those who made so many false promises. Does anyone actually believe Obamacare is bending the cost curve down? That working Americans won't be forced to pick up the tab?
3: Syria's justice minister claims the government has turned the tide in the civil war with rebels. Reporter Reese Ehrlich is in Damascus and spoke with Najim al-Ahmad.
6: He cited examples of suburbs of Damascus that have been retaken by the army and similar battles in homes and other cities independently i have been able to verify that some of the uh, rebel strongholds on the outskirts of damascus have fallen to the army
3: The Taliban's claiming responsibility for a suicide bomb attack in Kabul that authorities say killed at least six people and wounded two dozen others. The Taliban said it was targeting a police and military convoy. A vote today to decide how to spend money in one
0: South Louisiana community. Voters are deciding if library money should be slashed and diverted to jail funding. The lead advocate is a councilman who says the libraries are wasting tax dollars on materials to teach immigrants to speak English and giving what he calls junkies, hippies, and food stamp recipients access to the Internet. Lindell Toop says LaFouche Parish would be better served using that money to lock up criminals. The library director says their goal is to serve everyone, regardless of ethnicity or income. Dave Cohen for CBS News new orleans
3: authorities believe they found the body of the man who fell from a private plane off the florida coast this week they're waiting tests to confirm that the body is that of 42 year old gerardo nails this is cbs news download now the updated cbs radio news apps for android and ios You'll get the latest breaking news, text alerts, and access to the CBS Radio News Twitter feeds. All this along with the great news, features, and shows you've come to expect. 60 Minutes, Face the Nation, The Weekend Roundup, and more, all when you want them. For the best news reporting, download the CBS Radio News mobile app for iOS and Android today.
7: Tuesdays on CNBC Prime, the car chasers are all new. And they know that finding the right car to flip is an art. we got to buy this car. Refurbishing it to make it sell is an art. Oh, I can fix that. But making a profit, well, that's a fine art. You just dropped 70 grand. Booyah! Don't miss the art of the car deal and the car chasers, all new, Tuesdays at 10 Eastern and Pacific. CNBC at night is the all new CNBC Prime.
12: You have it tuned in to KSCOAM 1080 Santa Cruz, as well as KOMY 1340 Watsonville. Both stations serving Santa Cruz, San Jose, Salinas, and Monterey areas. Today is November 16, 2013, and 4 minutes and 20 seconds after 11 a.m. I am Aaron Shore with your local King of the Hill traffic and Central Coast weather. A traffic hazard was reported at 108.88. South Route Highway 9, just south of traffic hazard, uh, rolls of solder in the roadway. Keep aware of that area. And a hit and run took place in the Hollister-Gilroy area at 101 northbound at the South Route 25 off-ramp at approximately 10 this morning, 10.18 this morning. No injuries were reported. Units are still at the scene trying to clear that roadway. Also, as earlier reported, a gunman was arraigned and detained in the Rancho de Mar shopping center just a little before 9 a.m. this morning. Those seeking further information are asked to call the Santa Cruz Police Department or Santa Cruz County Sheriff's Department, serving both Santa Cruz and in the Aptos-La Selva surrounding area. Your Central Coast weather forecast for today. Continuing with sunshine throughout the better part of the afternoon, highs in the mid 60s, east winds around 5 miles per hour, becoming northwest this afternoon. 59 degrees at your local KSCOAM 1080 station. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Saturday special next. And here is a special word from K's Whirling.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Kaye Swirling. MZ and I are quite proud of the station you're listening to. Quite frequently, I meet people who express their appreciation for KSCO, one of the few remaining independent, locally owned radio voices left in our country. Of course, this is gratifying, but it's very important that you understand and keep in mind that KSCO is made possible by three things. Advertising sales, book, hat, bag, and other KSEO gear sales, and in particular, Longevity health product sales. You see, every time somebody in our audience purchases Longevity products such as Beyond Tangy Tangerine, or the Healthy Start Pack, that person is directly supporting our operation and making it possible for us to continue to serve our community. We feel good about recommending these products because they are of the highest quality and they do work. I know because I take these products every day and I can enthusiastically vouch for their goodness and effectiveness. I first heard Dr. Wallach's message about taking charge of your health through nutrition nearly 20 years ago. I strongly believe in nutritional supplementation over toxic prescription drugs and invite you to help yourself and help KSCO and KOMY by trying and using these products as I do. Visit kscoteam.com or kscohealth.com or call one of your local Longevity distributors. For KSCO and KOMY, this is K Swirling. Oh, hello, darling.
3: I hate to hang up on you, but... I'm sorry, baby,
4: but I have to go. It's time for that wonderful record show. I'd
12: love to visit, but you'll have to call.
0: The has the inside track. I don't know, maybe uh, I'm an unrealistic uh, sentimentalist or something, but I just can't help but think that uh, talk radio can be used to solve a lot of problems. I'm
9: sorry, baby, but I really gotta go to KSE.
0: And that the government cannot. What do you think, Doctor Bill?
5: Hey, I agree with you completely, MZ. You, you, I, I'm reminded of some of the campaigns over the thirty umpteen years on on KGO on the West Coast that were started there uh, that people said you couldn't do. I mean, saving the um, headwaters redwood forests, uh, all the forests of uh, of the Tongass National Forest in Alaska. Uh, a dozen other things. Major people stepped in. Uh, I remember Clint Eastwood came on program with me once when, when we realized that the that the last of the big redwoods were going to go um, and that, you know, it shouldn't be confiscated. We should be purchased and kept to the people. Well, um, the Tongass National Forest, our biggest forest up in Alaska, southeastern Alaska, Our Congress members didn't even know about it. It was being given away for a dollar a tree to countries overseas, you know. And uh, recently I've had reports of campaigns that we did on KSCO. I just heard, maybe you can confirm more for me, that the government... Threw in the towel to some degree in their attack on Nancy Black here in the Monterey area. Have
0: I you... didn't hear that, but that's wonderful news.
5: Well, I hope so. Somebody called me and said they'd reduce their charges to a misdemeanor. They're still going to confiscate something. You know, the blubbering little bureaucratic blackmailers—they got to do something. Um, but um, hey, it, it can it, it can be done. All right. And... Well,
0: you're a thinker. You know, you're one of the one of the greatest thinkers that I know. Have Have you thought? much about the changing um, role and power of media in the world today because of technology. Have you done much thinking
5: about that? I've done a lot, and I've seen, frankly, I think it's not necessarily been good, MZ, because, look, you know radio has been bludgeoned um, and even television because of the advertising dollars going to the Internet. And yet, there is, there are no judges or juries or peer review on the internet. People can say and do anything they want, you know? Yeah. And so you have a tremendous dilution of what's the truth. I like to laugh, you know, about the guy said he was going to go to the internet and search on sex with goats and it came back and said, specify color of goat, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's how much, that's, that's the quality of information you get, you know? So.
0: Well, I mean, uh, see, the, the internet is, is the new media. Yeah. Now and the old media we we were we were sort of chained to the old media and and the the new media there's there's no limit to to how we can personalize it for ourselves
5: individually. Well, it is true that it was constrained before by the czars the editors uh, who would decide what got on the air and what went in the newspapers. And, and, and
0: if someone could <clears throat> constrain the internet you could be damn sure they would. Oh. And they can, in the sense that you know, this internet kill switch for the president, you know, yeah. that they've talked about. That's about the only way they can control it is just control access to it. Period.
5: Well, I there's don't there's no think... way
0: you could regulate it.
5: I don't think they dare because short term they could do something like that, but they'd never survive politically if they did it nowadays because the Internet's, uh, you know, so pervasive, so many people using it.
0: Well, but, we, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, this because you, you were not a resident in, and are, are not a resident in the uh, Monterey Bay area. You, you, you care a lot about the area and you, and you know a lot of people here. But um, about well, uh, three three or four years ago, there was a fiber cut by some disgruntled AT&T employee uh, in, somewhere in the in, in South San Jose area, and it resulted in the, um, the cutting off of, of all communications, not just the Internet. But what people don't understand is that even if you have a, an analog phone line from AT&T still, as many of us still do, if the internet goes down, chances are you know your your long distance is not going to function, or maybe some of your local calling, or all of your local calling, sure, isn't, isn't sure. going to function. So there's no such thing now as as something that is not internet dependent
5: at all. Well, there is one there is there is one route. The satellites have provided a, a minimal bypass to the landline circuits. When you talk about cutting a trunk line somewhere. But uh, again, they their information to a lot of degree is fed by landlines on the input side. You see, so what you're saying is true, MZ. Uh, it's a very fragile system.
0: Oh, it's terrible. Um, and, and one thing we could always count on, <clears throat> excuse me, here at KSCO, no matter who owned the radio station, is that is that during a disaster, during uh, a power outage, uh, during a flood, during a fire excuse me, during an earthquake, if people tuned into KSCO, they knew that they were going to get uh, the latest up-to-date information. And the reason is because we would put people on the telephone from all over the communities on, onto the air to communicate with everybody else when there was no other way to do it. Well, well during, um, during a, the, the next disaster, my God! I mean, you know, I'm I'm scared about the next disaster that we're going to be able to perform the way we always have, because the phone lines are not the phone lines that we used to know anymore. They're all well, dependent. Yeah,
5: it, it's true in terms of listener participation that can get that can get knocked down in a hurry because they don't have the phone lines to get into. But in terms of you broadcasting information back out to the people. Uh, they can 't stop that as long as you've got a generator to keep your antennas going you know uh, which which we do yep um,
0: so anyhow uh, we 're talking with dr bill Wattenberg uh happy to have him him back on the radio, if only for 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 an hour or two here today uh four seven nine ten eighty in area eight three one is the phone number to call if you want to participate in the program, we invite you to do that. you can also participate via email you can email m z at ksco.com. And um, and uh, shoot me an email here, and I'm seeing I'm trying to. Uh, there's my email. Yeah, we've got to we got. Ask Bill here, Aaron. Uh, someone named Aaron Wayne wants to know: Is there any possible danger in dropping these food cluster bombs in quotes over a populated city?
5: Well, that was the first thing that all the hand ringers and the generals. Uh, just said it was so obvious this would be dangerous. For the
0: yeah, first, is it possible that a heavy oh, item could no, kill somebody?
5: Nah, not, no one has been in it. It's possible you could hit someone right on the head with a meals ready to eat package, which is like a shoebox. Um, but you know, when you're talking about thousands starving and dying, and the probability uh, one in a million of hitting one with a food package, what's the trade off? Well, the answer is that when the first...
0: I'll take the chance on killing the one in a million.
5: Well, that's the point. And you probably won't, you won't kill them, you bruise them. <laughs> right. But but give you the number. Uh, after dropping millions of these, I mean millions in Afghanistan, they never hit anybody. Uh, they were not very heavy packages, as you can see in the video. But over, uh, over Bosnia, when the first experiment was done with just actual military meals ready to eat that are heavy packages scattered all over a city of you know, a quarter of a million, repeatedly, enough to feed them all for weeks, no one was hit, no one was hurt. You know? all right. now, but, but this is what you'd expect. And I did these calculations, but do you know the frustration I had for two years after I did the first experiments at the Livermore Lab? It's so obvious. It's such silly, simple experiments. Instead of sitting back and speculating all the reasons something can't be done, like your first caller today, he's very typical of the ones that held it up for two years in the Pentagon. And, again, it took Dr. Jane Hull, a housewife and a smart scientist, to say, hey, what the hell? This is obvious. Do it. See? Yeah, just do it. And, fortunately, she had the authority of the president's the White House, the National Security Council, and she called the generals, and they got off their button, did it. But when you have to work from the bottom up, they just turn you off, they just look the other way. They all find a little dumb excuse uh for sounding smart and saying why something can't be done, and that's hey, you read the history of where I've been on my web page there, and that's that's been the story of my life it's a ninety percent of the problem is 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 getting the fools out of the way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It really is. Getting
0: the fools out of the way. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay, um, getting the fools out of the way radio. Maybe that could be a new uh, a new slogan for our station or something. Use it. I uh, love great. it. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Levi and Salinas, you're on with Dr. Bill and MZ. Hey,
11: MZ. Hey, Dr. Bill. Uh, sorry to be off-topic here, but Dr. Bill, I saw a documentary on thorium. Yes. And I was curious as to why we don't use thorium because... I guess they made the case that, in the end, the uh, byproduct from using it is essentially inert versus nuclear.
5: Not quite and that. I not it, The answer is it's not quite that simple. Okay, Like many things, the people who tout thorium, here's the arguments. I did, too, and I still do. There, uh, thorium is in great abundance around the world, unlimited supply of it. Okay, But to use thorium to make a nuclear reactor, you must first convert the thorium, to uranium, uranium U-233. And then, from then on, it starts to fission, just like the normal power reactors we have now with uranium-235. You get a different family of byproducts left over. Hey, but they're not anything you're going to eat with your breakfast cereal, okay? There's still a problem. And the engineering steps Uh, to to prove this, to get the world to use it. It takes an enormous time uh, to build and test these things, any new design. And that's really what we're up against. All testing was stopped in this country by those I call the nuclear nut fanatics, really. And you're sitting in a hotbed of them down there, okay? But now the top environmentalists of the world last week have come around and finally thrown in the towel and said, look, we, we, we have to admit, the only savior for the world is nuclear power because solar and wind and so-called renewables are trivial and always will be in in the amount of energy they'll produce. And the world is going to continue to use fossil fuels and coal if we don't have an alternative, and nuclear is the only non-polluting. It's not a free lunch, not perfectly safe, but it's hundreds of times safer than anything else we've been doing. See, So you have to get over that hurdle, build the first new nuclear plant, which is going underway here in this country, then you can get some investment back to try new things like a thorium reactor. So there's your answer, okay?
0: Where is that uh, new nuclear plant being?
5: In North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. All righty. And, and whether it will be finished is still in doubt because you've still got the same uh, protesters storming the halls in the Sierra Club saying it's evil, but they have caused – the Sierra Club has caused global warming – by doing this, they forced us to build thousands of filthy coal-burning plants in the last 40 years.
0: Wow. So you believe in global warming then?
5: Well, look, the, I, I, I will accept what the best scientists I know say, and they are now convinced that man's contribution is, is the biggest factor in, in, in the increasing surface temperature of the Earth, not just locally in the few years, but over the last 50 years. Wow. And and that you have to stop adding more CO2 to the atmosphere. On the other side, I see some pretty straightforward solutions. One's called geoengineering. Uh, if we're putting one thing in the atmosphere that causes global warming, why don't we go put something else up there that's harmless that stops it?
0: What a great idea.
5: Well, there is. And then now now scientists are catching on. But, the, but but look, the global warming gurus won't have anything to do with the solution because then they can they don't get more government grants and they can't claim to be heroes and until the world's going to hell, see? Hey, Dr. Bill. Da-da-da. Yeah, da-da-da. Here, here
0: is Michael Olson. Hey, Michael. All righty.
5: Great.
4: Well, hello, and thank you for taking my call. Just a
11: quick question with respect to energy. Sure. Yesterday we ran into a gentleman who started talking about a new device that they've invented that's approximately four inches by one inch, a little tube that uh, contains a new fusion process of some kind, guaranteed to give you um, six parts of energy back for every one. All
5: all he has to do is hook it up and prove it. Just that simple. Well, that's what
11: my question was. And I asked him if this was relating to the cold fusion process process of Fleischmann and and Pons in Utah, and he said yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So you know about that? Oh, okay. Sorry. Well,
5: I look at look at it's, it's all over as like molasses, mz, and, and these guys are selling the susceptible. Their biggest success is getting other people's money in their pocket. They have nothing to show as an experiment. We're begging for the experiment. You show me an experiment, I believe it. I don't believe theories. I like them. I, I work with them. I understand them. But I got to do an experiment to prove it. Okay. And, and, and Michael, all your answer to these people needs to be, fine, bring us one, prove it. See?
4: Amen. Thank you very much.
5: That's Dr. all you got to do. And I want to warn you something, everyone. You know a common part of their spiel is, well, we have a patent on this. It must be good. People don't realize the patent office does not guarantee anything works. All the patent office does is give you a document. If you've created something that looks unique and has not been done by somebody else, and it can be the damnedest, dumbest thing in the world. Okay, I mean there are dozens and dozens of patents on perpetual motion, like this. These people, but they've never produced something to prove it. see?
0: Well, we know exactly who to go to, don't we, uh, yep. Mo? Uh, yep. I've I've got uh, I've got the gentleman's phone number. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get him on uh, during this program. Anyhow, but
5: AMZ. Yeah. You know this is important to a lot of folks who get these pitches. Time and time again, I just got so frustrated getting this stuff all over the country and talk, national talk radio. I have a standard procedure. I have ten thousand dollars cash in hundred dollar bills. Okay, you show up with your ten thousand in Las Vegas, my favorite place where it's legal. Okay. Yeah. You prove that your device does what you claim, and you can have my ten thousand. See, if you don't, yours goes to Children's Hospital. Okay.
0: Well, why do you have I to have do n- that? Why do you have to do that in Vegas?
5: Oh, because it's illegal to bet in California like that. Although I, you can do it on the basis of I don't get the money, you give it to the hospital. Yeah, that's right. So I, I do it in California. I have never had one of these guys take me up on this. They claim million dollar operations. Fine. Just, just, just bring a, just bring just a little 10,000 in cash on the table with, with some good witnesses. Or we'll do it in an escrow company. And then you bring me the device to a testing lab and we measure it and see if it works. Huh? Okay. Never heard from one.
0: All right. Well, let's hear from Sandy in Capitola instead then. Hi, Sandy. Yes.
11: Hi. I have loved Dr. Bill for years. The only voice of sanity around. I just have a question, and that is we've got to have electricity. I mean, we've got to have power. Well, we have to have water. Yes. And we are in the throes of the water wars around here. Yes. And, you know, what
5: if you could get the wisdom on desal? I mean,
11: the environmentalists are killing us. If
5: we <laughs> yeah, and they and they and and they want more water in their redwood hot tubs than anybody else. You know, go go track right. them, go go follow them home sometime. No, look, the answer is pretty simple in my opinion. If they want desalination for what it costs, they will soon be the heroes of nuclear power. I guarantee it, because there is no other way you can afford it. And and I'll tell you how easy it is. How easy, bloody easy it is. Right down the road of ways on the central coast within the broadcast range of KSL is a place called Diablo Canyon, eh? Okay? Uh, attacked by the environmentalists, but today it produces one quarter of the power for California. And then nobody nobody tells you that. Okay? But they were stopped from building the four reactors that were designed. They've only built two. Everything is there to build two more. Just one-tenth of one of those extra ones would give you all the power to have all the water you want, in the Monterey-Santa Cruz well,
0: area. Why don't we do it?
5: Well, I'll tell you. your people, that This is where your people will end up before it's over with MZ. They're not going to pay for what it costs to do desalination. Hey, it's just outrageous an expense, and you're you're adding to global warming. You only, if you don't use nuclear, you have to use power from um, coal burning or natural gas burning power plants. Enormous amount of CO two. Uh, look, at all these and environmentalists in your area are going to be the world's biggest hypocrites. See?
11: How big is the reactor on a carrier?
5: It's about a yeah, about a quarter of the size of uh, the power reactors at the Diablo Canyon area. They're they're in the range of 3 to 500 megawatts. Wow. And and you could pull a carrier up and park it off the coast. The problem is it sounds simple, but to have the cabling and all the other things, I mean it's an outrageous engineering problem, yeah.
11: Mm. Well, thanks. Appreciate your uh, I I I appreciate your sanity.
5: Well, that's and where the, that's where you're going to go or you won't have any more water, see? Now I I I'll tell you I I just I I am livid over the hypocrites in the so-called environmental group because they suck up more resources than anybody else. Look at the ones in the universities. Well, I was a professor, so I know what it's like. They sit in air-conditioned, glass-walled offices with state cars. They burn up more money uh, than you, the average citizen, three to one, and yet they tell you, uh, you know, what a sniveling uh, fool you are. Uh, for wanting a little power in your home or um, uh, some water. Well, uh, just follow them and see where they go.
0: All right, Sandy, thank you for calling the Saturday special on KSCO. Here's Craig in Boulder Creek. Hey, Craig, you're on.
6: Hi. Doc, it's good to talk to you again. i got two things.
0: I
5: I remember your voice, too. Go
6: ahead. ahead. Uh, One's on history and the other's (laughs) on logic. All right. And uh, two things that our uh, bureaucrats seem to be defunct in. Uh, for logic, when you have something that has been working for 20 years, works to help uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, uh, done thousands and thousands and thousands of times, why do they think it doesn't work?
5: I don't know, because a fool can believe anything, and a lazy fool. Will always tell you the first thing off of the top of his or her head that they imagine will say, will, 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 def- will tell you why what you want to do can't work. They'll, they'll look at, they'll look at some gears turning right in front of their face and say it's a fiction, thing.
6: Yeah. And the other thing on history, uh, I believe, uh, probably when you go to school, they were teaching the same thing that we've had, uh, Ice ages and global warming, and followed by ice age, followed by global warming, followed by ice age, by global warming, ice age, by global warming. Yeah. And we weren't around that time, so how did those possibly happen if we weren't around to cause them?
5: Well, uh, that's a good point. Uh, on the other hand, there there appears to be evidence, or there are claims of evidence from uh, drilling ice cores, for instance, that go back millions of years, of periods of time in which the CO2 in the atmosphere increased, um, they correlate that with high temperature periods. I mean, they're the claims that they can show that uh, the ocean levels were 20 feet higher, at some time millions of years back than they are now. So it's these fluctuations that we're, we're caught in. And we, for some reason or other, seem to be in a very quiet 10,000-year period right now. Yeah. But what we do know, we had a mile of ice over our heads at one time, where none of us would have been here. You see,
6: yeah. And, and,
5: and when when do we get back there? Who knows? I, well, that, I've, when, I've, the I've global,
6: when the global warming uh, that we're in ends, and the next global cooling comes in. The thing is, they've also proved from those cores that they've had times when you've had uh, uh, ice ages, and the uh, uh, carbon has been up higher.
5: Well. There are all There's all sorts of conflicting testimony, so it depends on who does the interpretation. But if you claim that CO2 is, is primarily driving global warming, then you can take the next step and find out who's causing the CO2, and it is true that mankind right now is increasing the CO2. It's measurable, it's direct, there's no argument there. But keep in mind this. This is what I smile about. A mere 40 years ago, 45, yeah, 40 years ago, the same scientists who were out in front of the global warming yep. were writing white papers about how we were entering another ice age, and they scared the bejesus out of Congress. They got right. full-page coverage in Time and Newsweek. You can go back and read it, see?
6: Yep. They and, the sa-
5: and the same guys flip right around. We're in global warming. Oh. But do you remember the Y2K scare? Oh, yeah. Of how many millionaires there were? You had, You had... You had peanut vendors telling you uh, how your company was going to collapse over Y2K and your computers, didn't you? Oh yeah.
6: Huh?
5: What happened on the stroke of midnight? Nothing. They Absol- found
6: out that they found out that they were stupid.
5: Absolutely nothing. No, they weren't. No, they they were. They, wrong, they, they were. Anyway. They were. They were. They were right They're about the, no. They were right about the danger, but they didn't understand how smart the people were who had the ability to avoid it. And they had solved that problem behind the scenes with all their computers. Let me give you one of the simplest examples that a housewife caught on to once when I was on the radio. We're talking about, hey, this our, our, our computer program has this bug in it that, that when we roll over to 2,000, the program's going to blow up. And this lady called me, and she said, Bill, I I I, may, I don't want to sound stupid, but what's wrong with having your silly little computer run the clock forward to see what happens? Yeah. Let's do it today. Let's, let's run it forward and see what happens. And when it blows up, we'll find out where it blew up and go fix it way ahead of time. You know, she was absolutely right. I hadn't even thought of that.
0: <laughs>
5: That's exactly what the computer gurus of the world did. They did the obvious thing.
0: What There's did happen, it. and how did they fix it?
5: Well, there, there are a number of straightforward solutions. I mean, they're, they take hard work. IBM was implementing a lot of it. Many other companies, I got into it for a while. But if you knew... If you could make it blow up, then you could track down the parts of your program that had the bug. You see what I mean? And fix each one of them individually. One of the favorite tricks was uh, to, to offset the the date scale by 30 to 28 years. In fact, they've, a lot of them have kicked the problem down 28 years, so we'll have it again here in 2028.
0: Well, that's no fun. I look forward to. <laughs> hey, you
5: know, in this world, any time you can avoid a problem for three years, you forget about it. You know? Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Hey, Craig, thanks for calling the Saturday special. Okay, you're welcome. Oh, hey, I want
5: to leave him with one thing. Yeah. The best answer I can give you about this history and people refuting what's obvious. Uh, I was a student of Dr. Edward Teller. You remember the father, the father of the hydrogen yeah. bomb? Before I right. was on the Before I was on the Berkeley faculty, I worked with him, nuclear weapons design. And one evening we were we were discussing a, 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 an act of sheer stupidity. And he looked at me and he said, Bill, you're frustrating yourself. He said, do you know the difference between genius and stupidity? And I said, no. He said, there are limits to the damage that genius can do. Yep. Think about it.
6: I don't have to think about
0: it. It's right on. Yeah, that's
6: brilliant. It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Bill, good talking with you. All right. Now, let's
0: let's go to JT in Watsonville.
6: Dr. Bill and MZ, happy
4: early Thanksgiving to both of you.
5: Well, thank you. Bless you, too.
4: Yes, sir. It's going to be a really good time. Always is. Let's I, I'm, I'm,
5: I'm skipping town tomorrow for three weeks to disappear around the other side of the world. So.
4: Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, um, if I know you, Bill, you're going somewhere to either help someone or help yourself, so I hope either way. It in, the, in, this,
5: in this case, I'm going to be helping myself, but I suspect, right. I suspect since I'll be halfway to the Philippines, somebody may get smart in Washington, and I'll end up over in the Philippines. But that's all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm happy, you know I'm happy what? to I, do that.
4: I know you, Dr. Bill. Uh, you've got a really wonderful heart. Listen, uh, I'm going to do the lightning round with you because I know everybody's sure. got to go to a break. Sure. Um, What's your feeling on population control, the way it's projected by people like the Georgia Guidestones and uh, mm-hmm. we're overpopulating the earth and we're damaging the earth and what, what's up Well, right? it's
5: very simple. If you remember the great bet between Paul Ehrlich who from Stanford who wrote the big scare stories, the world was gonna, everyone was going to be starving about 20 years ago. Well, another guy made him a bet that natural forces would come in. And that wouldn't happen, and the other guy won the bet. Now, if you look at the, the population problem, it, it's it's a little strange. There's overpopulation in some areas, and of course they're starving to death. But in the western, but in the industrialized nations, our populations are going down. We're in trouble. We're not producing enough babies to have another generation.
4: And I completely understand that, and that was exactly the point of one of my questions: was um, if the people who are pulling the cart, and that would be the Western nations or the United States, or or yeah. actually China's pulling the cart as well, <laughs> um, if those uh, people are cutting back on their population, the people who aren't pulling the cart in the Middle East and Africa, and, and uh, not to belittle anyone, but uh, it seems like at some point those nations may decide to overwhelm us?
5: Well... Hey, you know, you have people pulling the cart when you talk about the industrialized Western nations, but keep in mind there are enormous number, ten times as many, pushing the cart right now from the back. You just mentioned it. Now look at the rapid advances in China, something that is just overwhelming that people pay no attention to. In India today, there are young people begging for an education. You know every bit of as brilliant as any, people anywhere in the world, India, Africa, what have you when they're all young. But in India today, there are more young people begging for an education, learning technology than the total population of the United states
4: and I cannot agree more it's a little
5: bit scary. three three hundred fifty million in yeah. India right now, and as many more in China. The point is the point is the the Indian population are basically young under twenty five and the Chinese population and the Japanese population are aging
4: yeah i I hear you there um you know uh, I, I just see that our consumer population and our lacking engineering drive in our country and our interest in football baseball yes. whatever is just everything's crazy quick question well,
5: my, um, hey look let more. me tell you, let me tell you my standard My standard warning on everyone's ever called me for 30 years on this subject is that I I can tell you what's going to happen. Your children are going to be lucky in this country to have a job working in a fast food restaurant owned by the Chinese.
4: Thank you very much, and I totally agree. Listen, carbon tax, Bill, what do you think about that? You mentioned the carbon dioxide.
5: Crazy hypocrisy. It's like saying you you can pay some money. to legally be unfaithful to your wife, okay?
4: Oh, thank you. You've just been elevated to uh, sainthood with me, No,
5: um, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Only the Al Gores are getting filthy rich.
4: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Listen, um, I, and I, I, I watched your video, uh, a number of them before I called, and uh, 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 they're great. Listen, uh, nuclear power, okay? Okay. Um, in the in the European countries, they reuse the nuclear um, power rods. They recondition them and extract the nuclear power, uh, the nuclear components that they can reuse no, again. No, and it no. seems like they get a lot more use where we on this side, well, we have some kind of a legal system that's saying, no, you can't No, we, we
5: Yeah, we have a legal system that allows the nuclear fanatic nuts in the Sierra Clubs to file lawsuits to find susceptible judges to stop everything, and they've done it for 40 years. But you cannot deny the following fact. A major industrialized country in this world, France, is the cleanest uh, air quality in the world. For the simple reason, they are 85% nuclear, and they did it right. They took the best design we had here 25, 30 years ago, they perfected it, And they copied it 80 times or 60 times or so. All their plants are the same. The crews are the same. The system is the same. They have an educated population that knows that nuclear waste is no great threat. Stuff in your medicine cabinet is more dangerous. Yeah, Uh, I hear you. And and so there you are. There's your example. How do you you can't? But you see, when you deal with people who do not look at the truth and don't do the experiment. You're, it's helpless. you're helpless. You have and to, my you're... last
4: thing, because I know there are probably other callers, but uh, my last thing is, Bill, you are right that we could completely save so many people. But here's the deal. You got guys kicking cartons out of the back of C-17s to save people on the ground. You know who the heroes are? the guys kicking cartons out of the C-17s to save people on the ground. you got people going, well, we sent humanitarian aid, and we're doing this, and we're the Red Cross, and we're the this. You know what? The Salvation Army is one of the only places where I'll I'll give money, or if I could, give blood, because they actually deliver what you give them. I I like
5: that idea. Hey, you, you remind me when you talk about the hypocrites versus the one. I, I did some experiments in Yuma, Arizona, before the first Gulf War. You remember when Saddam Hussein was bragging he was going to kill 50,000 yes, or i got so, the
4: Support Your Troops tab uh, on my right, well,
5: you, you can go You can go on my webpage, drbill.com. Uh, I'm dot, on uh, it right yeah, now. Okay, go look under Inventions and click on the Helicopter Minesweeper. You'll see the live minefields we worked on. I was out there... On one of those minefields, we were desperately trying to get something to Schwarzkopf to get through those front lines and the mines, okay, and we did find it. But I remember standing out there in that minefield, and you think you know where you buried everyone, but you're not sure. And there was a loud-mouthed colonel sitting over in his his limousine. Uh No, he's a one-star general, by the way, excuse me. Um Uh, shooting his mouth off, giving orders, well why don't you do it this and that way? And I said, well why don't you just get your ass out here with me? Come on, no, come on, come on, come on. Get get out of that car. Get your ass out here in your clean <laughs> shoes. And now and where I can hear you. Now, come out here and tell me how to do this. See?
4: Exactly. The, and, wind,
5: and the big, window the window went up. Zzz, the driver took him down the road in this yeah, last Yeah. But
4: the big people at the p- top want credit and there are soldiers out there and airmen out there that completely side with you. They're watching these people yeah. die and it's ridiculous not to. All do right, that. well, here's what bothers
5: here's what bothers me. You're in range, and all of you know Leon Panetta. I think he's an honest, conscientious guy. He was lied to. The facts are there for him to see it now. I would hope he would look at these facts, and he would use his prestige to uh, to inform his successor, Hegel, Secretary of Defense in the White House, how horrible this is, that the relatives of his own friends, the Philippine Americans in your area, are dying needlessly. I would hope he'd do that if you can get to him. Okay? Because I know I know personally who lied to him in the Haiti uh, operation. Can we hear? And, uh, yeah, there was some guys on his staff. They're not there anymore. But no. Chuck, Chuck Hagel is a former combat veteran. He's been on the front lines. Hopefully he would listen when you say these people are dying out there. You I see? think
4: that's the problem, Bill. Because well, a go, lot of hey, the people, hey. a lot of the people leading our country have never watched another man die next to them. Yeah, and I, I found you know and, I,
5: and I found out they haven't walked on a live minefield either. I'll bet that wise, the loudmouth we had in the first caller in this show never walked on one either. Well,
4: I'll walk with you,
5: Bill. You take care, brother. But look, uh, get make sure that Leon Panetta, a really honest, worthwhile guy. Sees the video and the write-up. I on sent
0: him an email. Did you? <clears throat> I sent him and, uh, and and Sylvia an email. All right. This this morning at 3 a.m. When you I guys all take care now. Bye bye. Bye bye. And let's let's hope that he uh, that he sees it, and that he um, acts on it, which is
5: real yeah. simple. He could make one call to Washington. He doesn't go, uh, order anybody and say, look, I didn't know this during Haiti. We know how many died needlessly please take a look at this. I don't think they've briefed the president. The advisors around him have given the president the same baloney. In fact, one top advisor in the White House knows about this, and he knows what the others have said. How do you get to these people, see? Because they're going to be responsible when the press gets through recording what didn't happen over there. Right, right. Uh, At least when I get through, yeah.
0: Before I forget, uh, we're in the uh, um, remaining... uh, 15 minutes of the program here. I want to thank our uh, sponsor, um, the the California Grill Restaurant in Freedom, corner of Freedom Boulevard and Airport Boulevard. Really good organic food from Lakeside Organics, which is uh, owned by by, uh, Dick Bishow, who also owns the California Grill. Um, You will not taste fresher, more wonderful food than at the California Grill. In fact... That's what I usually like to do after the after the uh, the radio program. I like to head on down there. Next time you're in the area, Bill, I'm going to bring you to the California Grill because I think you don't.
5: Yeah, you don't have to, MZ. Every time I did a show down there, I used to go over there.
0: Oh, I forgot.
5: Yeah, I used to go over there. It's great. Oh my! In fact, it was at times one of the reasons I drove to Santa Cruz to do the show instead of doing it remotely. (laughs) I get that. I get that. I got that great food and lunch down there. I didn't even know.
0: Yeah, well, that's great. So we want to thank California Grill, and please go on in, and and, and uh, when you do that, besides being uh, very satisfied with a meal that you're going to have breakfast, lunch, or dinner, um, be sure to tell them uh, thank you for being a sponsor of the Saturday special on KSCO AM 1080. Okay, next caller has been waiting a long time, Nick in Royal Oaks. Nick, Thanks. here's Dr. Bill.
2: Thanks. Hi. Hi. Experiment or test. The results are in. Because after Haiti, it's like a point blank in the space. Why aren't we getting anything done? And I'm looking at it at this point and saying there's no excitement, and we've been poisoned down, and it was absolutely done to us. I mean, I'm looking at our air air support for fires in the same way. There's no management. I mean, we're down from 200 airplanes to to 40 Hmm. in, in our national fleet. Is that? And what are we doing? We're, we're importing uranium from Russia for fuel. We we have all, all we have, don't we?
5: No, on that score you want to be careful because uh, that's a plus plus. Uh, it's involved in the disarmament situation. We're buying 50 percent of the uranium we use in our in our commercial power reactors from the Russians, but it's also coming out of their supply and the weapons that they're dismantling. So, but don't we have enough of ourselves? No, no, I mean, look, we, we're we're supplying what we can, um, but it's not, you know, it's not the most abundant stuff in the world. It's expensive.
2: All right, uh, we, We're liking to get some airdrops to, to the Philippines, but like you said, the excitement of getting things done isn't happening right now, and we're point blank after a time we've been pointing out by MTB and whatever's going in now. Well, you know, urea, I struck gold? No, it's urea, yeah. I'm going to hell, I guess.
5: <laughs> well, you know, you're dumb... Uh, California Air Resources Board, the biggest bunch of frauds in the country, are forcing uh, truckers to burn up their trucks, burn chemicals uh, in the trucks, uh, and decrease the mileage, and they're uh, they're spending a billion dollars a year money to do it.
2: I'm finding your example of uh, laziness for poison down also. So give some credit to the guy no, in Carmel. No. I think if you mix him with that same attitude in live oak, you have people starting fires. Well, But, you know, minds can clear, you know, with the time we give them.
5: All righty, hey, thank well, you. nice to hear you. Hey, nice you. hearing you. You recognize
2: my, my, my voice?
5: Thank you. Yes, uh, yes, I do. huh.
0: Thank you, Nick. Here comes Mark in Santa Cruz. Hey, Mark, you're on the air. Hey, Dr. Bill, try to do me an enormous favor and quit
10: singing praise to cut and run Leon Benghazi, will you? Four dead Americans are dead partially because of him abandoning them in Benghazi, and he's also the asset cut and no, run No, Wait, 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 figure. wait, wait, wait. You wait, get wait, it right, wait, wait, wait. you
2: overeducated fool.
5: Well, you did. I see. Gee, he, Leon Panetta had something to do with Benghazi, huh? Yeah. I think he's a little bit off the ball there, but that's all right.
0: That's well, <clears throat> I, I wish Mark had, had been willing to have a little dialogue because I know you oh, sure yeah. were.
5: Oh, I've been happy to go around with him. But, again, you know, uh, <laughs> what can I say? Just remember what uh, Ed Teller said about uh, about fools, you know.
0: Yeah, you got to get them out of the way. Mm -hmm. All right, so here's Jan and Solve.
5: Hi
9: there. Miller. Hi, MZ. Hi, M. Z. Hi hey. Dr. Bill. Oh,
5: I sure recognize this voice. What, <laughs> what are you up to, Jan, besides putting up really neat slogans for your favorite congressman here?
9: Oh, get far out. That's yeah, get we're right. still working on that one. All right. Um, I asked a teacher in grade school why there were any starving people in the world, and because we have all this food. And he said, well, nobody wants to pay the transportation for it to get to the countries. And I thought... That's
5: really silly. Well, but, uh, but Jen, you've got to be careful. And when you look at the dynamics, transportation and spoilage are the biggest reasons that the abundance in food in one area doesn't get to where others are. I'll give you an example. Uh, I can't, I tried to campaign when the, when the Soviet Union collapsed. We should have raced over there to help Russia b- bring up the standard of living of their people by doing one simple thing, show them how... We grow, store, and transport our food and get it delivered clean and safe. See, they okay. they still they still don't have that there. Wow. Forty percent. Forty percent of their food rots uh, wow. from from the field to the consumer.
9: It's a shame. Uh, My idea is that we start a group, and uh, we start a website. We get supporters and people, and we start a small group. And, and when some emergency comes up around here, we do your idea. We drop the water, we drop the granola bars, and we make them look like fools for not, you know, the government and other people like fools for not being able to just do something quickly.
5: That's a great idea, but they're real logistics problems to private entities, even large groups, getting big airplanes halfway across the world, uh, you know, landing, servicing, permission, all that kind of stuff. It's automatic for the military. They're everywhere. You know, that, I know, they, uh, but
9: if they won't help us, then they're not good. They're no, not, hey,
5: hey! If you can find a way to do that, I'd love it because the, the, my well, own, it, my it, best way of, of of embarrassing the government doing things is to always just do it for them, rub it in their nose, have it on CNN right. and the news media that you know tomorrow night.
9: And then uh, the big guys are going to want the publicity because uh, uh, they're going to start doing it. Yeah, but, well. Um, I think we could really do something here, and uh, well, even if we had places stationed throughout the world,
5: hey, uh, we, we, you know, we, on a
9: bigger scale, we could have the food ready to go, and maybe the planes. Uh, we could have uh, small planes, even. You know dropping. something?
5: You know something that fits with what you're suggesting? I am certain, and in my last set of emails, that may be posted. The uh, you know, MZ posted them on KSCO.com. I s- I pointed out. I'm sure the major food companies will contribute hundreds of tons of food if we start doing it again, because it only took one call in 1993 to Quaker Oats Company, and they delivered 100,000 granola bars to these starving kids in Bosnia. Well,
9: that's what made made me think about we should be able to do this. Uh, But we've got a lot of people out of work a lot of people available we've got a lot of people who aren't spending money because they're afraid of this what's going on in this country they're holding their cash let's start a, uh, some kind of a group where we can show show no. them what they should be doing hey, and you, make them look like fools for not doing it
5: you know I'll bet in the Monterey area there's several uh, there's several of, of the means of uh, Ross Perot uh, who, who mm-hmm. have who have big airplanes or know of folks overseas who can do that. Hey, more power to you. I'll give you all the help in the world.
9: Yeah, well, we just have to get organized.
5: Yeah, I got a tickle in my throat. Sorry there, I was coughing a little
9: bit. Great oh. hearing from you. I hey, nice. love, love what you're doing.
5: Thanks, Harriet. Nice to hear from you, Jen. Thanks again. Oh, you're
0: okay, uh, let's see. We've got about uh, seven minutes left here. I really want to urge everybody who, who's listening to KSCO to go to our website, ksco.com. I, I asked Jaunty, our webmaster, yesterday, to do something I've never asked him to do before. I said, push our our masthead down and put this at the most prominent spot possible on ksco.com, even above the masthead that tells you where you are. It says, important to the news media everywhere. This should make you sick. We are leaving thousands in the Philippines to die while the Pentagon refuses to do what the Pentagon did for hundreds of thousands of other refugees. It's called... The Air Force Triad system that dropped millions of food packages without parachutes to Afghan refugees for months in 2001, 2002. Then, then you click on the thing that says "Read More," takes over the whole screen, and you can read and you and you can watch these YouTube videos, which only about four four minutes uh, uh, YouTube video that Dr. Bill provided along with this message that he wrote. Uh, it only takes about four minutes to, to watch. And, and you got You got to watch this. It'll just it'll make you mad and it'll mm-hmm. motivate you to, you know. Well, may, maybe um, maybe you can connect with your buddy Clint here and have him uh, connect with well, you. Well, he's
5: busy. He, I thought about it. He's busy right now. I'm going to try it. But let me mention uh, a couple people who are at the focus of this that deserve a little praise. And they're within reach of your station here right now. We You reach all the South Bay of the Bay Area. Um, uh, Congresswoman Jackie Speier, and it's spelled S-P-E-I... E.R., uh, although she's used to it being spelled over. she is pushing as hard as she can. She needs all the support the folks can give her, and, and, and particularly the Filipino-American community in, in the Bay Area. I want them to know what she's doing. But none other than uh, Senator Harry Reid, the majority leader of the U.S. Senate, uh, has ordered his staff people, uh, to push this and find out why they're not doing it. And right now they're they're going after the State Department that suddenly took over everything and getting, you know, in, in this slow, lethargic way, getting there and letting people die. You know.
0: All right, uh, Gordon in Aptos, thanks for calling KSCO Saturday Special. You're on the air.
11: Hi, I totally agree with uh, uh, everything that the good doctor says. I mean, how can you argue with uh, knowledge and truth? Uh, what I wanted to quickly relay is an event, uh, a police event that occurred in Aptos this morning, at uh, one of my favorite places to go with my family in the morning uh, for coffee, Aptos coffee roasting, and uh, the sheriff's SWAT team descended on a, a friend of mine who, although I'm extremely conservative, this guy is a liberal, uh, he's politically involved. He's not a gun person by any means.
5: Well, uh, look, what did they descend on him? You're holding this in, in suspense here.
11: Nothing. Oh, okay, the sheriffs uh, descended on him with shields and AR-15s because they had an anonymous tip <clears throat> from a phone booth that he had a gun in his car. Uh, he doesn't own a pistol. Uh, they said that he recently bought one. DOJ. Yeah, yeah,
5: But but look, I have oh. to, I, I have to ask you here: Did he get it resolved that they that he didn't have a gun, and did they let him go, or did he get arrested?
11: He was let
5: go. No gun. Oh, okay. Well, put yourself in the position of the cops. These are the guys you call when uh, when when somebody molests your daughter or robs your home. They yeah. have they have to go out there on the basis of what they're told. And they don't know where the guy's got a gun. Now, if you were the cop in that badge and that uniform, would you go out there without a shield? Sure. No, no tell me. Would you walk up to this person who reportedly Absolutely. has a gun? Well, you're damned. I'd
11: do a, a normal felony stop on him. Yeah,
5: well, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't without even knowing. I mean, he's your friend. You say that now. Well, then why don't you go out where the 165 police officers this last year went and got their heads blown off?
4: Well,
0: point, 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 concerned. point, no, no. Yeah, We're, including a, two here
5: in Santa Cruz. Yeah, right. point blank yeah. range. They're helpless. Helpless. Yeah, I, I you couldn't pay me to do a cop's job. I've ridden in their back seat at night at times when they wanted to show me what it was like, and I had shivers within a half hour and scared to death the rest of I, the night. I, I'm okay? very
11: familiar with law enforcement work. but I. Well, I'm I, just
5: I, asking, I, you, I'm I'm asking you. I'm, scared I'm scared asking. I'm you. asking you. I'm sure it was your friend. What in the hell is the cop supposed to do?
11: Not go with a SWAT team to a coffee shop.
5: Well, how does he? How does he? How do they do do it? now, you go in the the worst place in the world is a coffee shop. If the guy does have a gun, if he is one of those who's been machine gunning people all over the uh, the countryside, he's not only going to shoot them, he's going to shoot you as a patron sitting in there just for the hell of it, huh?
11: Yeah, you you would usually uh, wait till he got out into the parking lot and surround him there and stop him.
5: So, but uh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. If they get a report, the guy's got a gun. He yeah, may be yeah, so yeah. you're gonna sit there and wait until he machine guns everybody yeah, inside the restaurant, including you, and then blows his brain. Time. No, yeah, and then blows it. it. How many there's stories in the last month have you read of the there's deranged, of, of deranged yeah. nice guys, little kissy ass baby face guys that suddenly got an AK-47, shot everybody in the coffee shop, blew their own brains out, because the cop didn't stop? How many? How many stories have you read of that in the last week?
11: Somebody calls in and makes a nine one one call. They give identification and stuff. I, I have many times. I just hope
5: people just people to, people didn't call in on those occasions you've read about in the last three weeks, and a lot it's of good. people got shot and killed. People didn't call in and, and tell the cops right. about.
0: it. Gordon and Aptos, thanks for calling Saturday. so Lee and Spreckles is called back. You only got about you know fifteen twenty seconds, Lee. What, what's what's going on?
10: Tosh Plumley. Is the heavy lifter, 82 years old, private contractor, active?
0: Spell it. Spell the name, please.
10: Plumley, Tosh Plumley. I've never seen it written on paper, but uh, Alex Jones, Alex Jones, can hook you right up to him.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling back. I hope you. I hope you chase this man. God bless you too. Okay. Thanks. How How can how can two hours have gone by?
5: (laughs) I know. uh, How did that happen?